0: The New Zealand Tech Podcast. Brought to you by Guerrilla Technology. Proactive and strategic IT. Well, Welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. This is episode 239. I'm Paul Spain. And I'm Brian Duell. And I'm Ross McDougall. Welcome along. Um, Brian, let's let's start with you. Where do you fit into the technology community in New Zealand right now? I think you've got an exciting uh, project.
1: Yeah, I think I'm relatively new to the New Zealand technology community, actually. Um, Just launched um, Urban Sherpa recently, in fact, on the 16th of June. Um, And Urban Sherpa's sort of tagline is Your City on Demand. It's one of those uh, uh, apps, well, at the moment it's a web app, but uh, basically get anything you want from anywhere you want uh, within an hour. Great. Oh, well, we'll
0: come. We'll come back to that during the show and get a, get a little bit more detail. Uh, we we did have a little bit of a chat about urban Sherpa last week, but very keen to uh, pick your brains and find out a little bit more of, of how that happens.
2: Good. Um, and Ross, where do you fit in? I don't actually know. To be honest, I do a whole bunch of different things. I'm a blogger, a gamer, a social guy. I've got a. Uh, I do a few. Bits and pieces all over the place,
0: and you're the uh, the new host of the New Zealand digital podcast. Indeed, indeed, it's good to be back. Excellent. All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump in now. Uh, first up, some some sad uh, news just um, uh, through in the last few days, and that's uh, the passing of uh, Nintendo uh, CEO uh, Satoru Iwata. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is a bit of a sad one, Ross. You're a bit of a
2: gamer. You've probably f- yeah. He was only fifty five. Yeah, it's a real shame. He uh, he's, a, he's been ill for a wee bit. He uh, he didn't attend a few of the uh, most recent things uh, uh, that Nintendo have been involved in, you know, E3 and what have you. But this came as a shock. Uh, you know, I, I saw it uh, ripple through uh, through Twitter yesterday, and. Uh, yeah, no, it's a shame. He's uh, he's, he's been involved with a lot of launches in terms of the the 3DS, DS, uh, Wii, Wii U. It's uh, definitely a real shame. You know, it's I don't exactly know what's happening next. I don't think anyone does, to be honest. So I guess we have to uh, wait and see and see what Nintendo do next. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, quite a um, you know quite a capable leader with a you know a, a pretty interesting uh, you know background. You know, developing games and you know pretty pretty embedded in that uh, that whole community.
2: Yeah, yeah, and a lot of uh, a lot of competitors and, and brands have been you know offering condolences and their respect. I know that the uh, the Nintendo offices in Seattle had their flags at half mast, and yeah, it's, it's the, the whole gaming community has just been shocked.
0: Now, uh, jumping to some uh, some local news. Um, Hawaii, who have been uh, planning an undersea cable uh, to connect New Zealand to the internet, the rest of the world uh, is something that's been on the cards for uh, for for a little while. Uh, but the the challenge, as with uh, similar projects such as Pacific Fiber. Which we had Rod Drury, Sam Morgan, and uh, um, and and a number of others involved, and that one sort of fell over because they didn't get the funding. Uh, The Hawaii um, project has sort of continued going. They need, I think, somewhere in the range of about three hundred million US dollars to be able to pull this off. And uh, yeah, they've they've um, announced some new funding, which is is kind of interesting. So. uh, Sir Ian Edgar uh, has, uh, has committed to, uh, to jumping on board. Uh, now, he is behind the Dunedin-based uh, uh, stockbroking investment firm uh, Foresight Bar. Right. Do you know how much funding they've got? The, I don't think that they've really shared the whole picture around the, uh, the funding at this stage, uh, but it does seem as though this is a, a reasonably good, uh, a good one for them. And yeah, presuming they they pull it all off, um, they are still hoping to be launched by the end of uh, end of 2017, which would be would be quite nice if that were to to happen. Uh, at the moment, they're talking about uh, internet uh, or sort of bandwidth of uh, 25 uh, terabits uh, a second. Um, yes. mm-hmm. And usually, over time, these things get faster and faster. Of course, yeah. we've already got Southern Cross with their uh, their figure eight style uh, connection to New Zealand, connecting New Zealand to the US and Australia. Uh, and we have the uh, the consortium of uh, Spark, Vodafone, and, and Telstra uh, with their cable, which is uh, just linking New Zealand. To Australia, so I mean, the, the thing that I'm pleased about for this is it gives us a bit more. You know, every other connection that gets added gives us more diversity. So yeah, if, if uh, you know something happens to uh, to the cables connecting New Zealand, we'd be in uh, in a real spot of bother. In fact, mm. we'd be um, yeah, it, w- it would be a real <laughs> mess for New Zealand if yeah. we were cut off from the rest of the world. And the the, the uh, you know the comparison of what you know what we've got. Currently through fibre-optic connections with what's possible uh, through satellite connections, um, yeah, you can't really compare the two because there's such a big difference. Mm. So, yeah, it would be somewhat devastating. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, so, yeah, good, good to hear about that, uh, but we, we, you know, we're really just waiting to hear whether they actually can, um, can get enough funding in total to, uh, to, to pull it off. Now, looking at gadgets, we had a, uh, a gadget sitting around. You've, you've got it uh, sitting there, Brian. Um, right, Ross, you've got That's it in my hot little hands now. Now, um, you know, we, we often get sent uh, you know new smartphones to uh, to review and, and have a look at. One of the ones in recent weeks that I've still got sitting here um, is Vodafone Smart Prime Six, which was a, uh, a five-inch. And screen-based uh, Android handset, 150 dollars, which is kind of the 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 you know the rock bottom for a um you know a a. Smartphone of any sort of reasonable uh, spec. Well, not yeah. quite rock bottom because you know some of the ones were slightly smaller, like four inch screens and so on. That are, that yeah, are quite capable though. That, that's a five
2: inch um, seven twenty HD screen, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah. But uh, the other day, I, I mean, we've seen Android phones down to you know certainly below fifty dollars, maybe as low as twenty nine dollars in New Zealand. Uh, I saw the uh, the Windows uh, phone um, Windows uh, based. Lumia 530 the other day, I think, for $49, uh, locked okay. to Vodafone's network. So, yep. you know, we're really seeing smartphones get, um, um, you know, a lot more competitive price-wise. That's, yeah, that's for sure. And even the capabilities of those lower-end ones uh, yeah. keep impre- increasing. Now, what you've got there is the, um, uh, the Sony Xperia M4 Aqua. And as the name suggests, this is one you can uh, you can maybe take swimming with you if you uh, if you really need to, but uh, or if you don't mean to. <laughs> it's, it, it's it's more for the don't mean to situations, yeah, yeah. I, I think. Um, so and it is running Android
2: five Is this a five inch screen?
0: Uh, I think it might actually be uh, be. F- uh, slightly over five inches, but yep. it's it's yeah it's around the around the five uh, five inches uh, yeah no it's exactly five inches. Um, it's got a 13 megapixel uh, is the standard camera, uh, five megapixel forward facing camera. So you, yeah, you get pretty reasonable and dedicated um, shutter button
2: as well there for the camera.
0: That's always handy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, HD screen and they put on the IP sixty five slash uh, sixty eight. I'm, I'm not sure why the two the two numbers, um, why there are yeah, two variations. Um, it's got a reasonable size battery, so um, they're, they're saying it's up to two-day uh, battery life, but I guess it depends how you use it, um, and um, it's an octa-core uh, yeah, processor, so it, it's... It's reasonably, you know, powerful in terms of its spec for a $499 phone. Yeah.
2: And uh, we've been having a lot of fun. This must be stock functionality, but there's an AR effect with the stock camera. So I can... (laughs) Sorry, I'm just looking at... No one can see what Ross can see, so he's laughing to himself there in the corner. I just just put a little Zelda-style elf hat on Paul um, using the AR fun. So So it's got this augmented reality app. Now, what we
0: were told is because this is a... This is sort of a uh, pre-manufacturing uh, sample. It's not the you know the final product. Um, there may be some variation in the software that's on the one that we've got compared yeah. to what actually launches to the market uh, in New in New Zealand. Um, but yeah, it's 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 kind of fascinating. We were sort of pointing it at the table, and there was a you know a volcano appeared on the table, and then a. Um, uh, a dinosaur went dinosaur running across the table and then back around, and there were varying sort of ferns growing out of yeah, the table just, and so on. I just on.
2: put a volcano uh, on your table. Right yeah, now. thank
0: you. Well, I, I, um, <laughs> I, I just hope it's not real. Thank you, Ross. Um, so, yes. Yeah, yeah, a, f- a fun phone. Um, looks reasonably looks reasonably capable. Yep, Brian, yep. what do you use? What's the smartphone that you use? Are you an iPhone guy, an Android oh, guy?
1: Pretty much Android at the moment. Yep. Yeah, it looks like S5. you're on the,
0: the, um, the S6, is it? Or it's S5? The S5, ah, yep. yep.
1: yep. Um, pretty much, I think, it's sort of our minimum capabilities for our running our apps, mm-hmm. Not sure mm-hmm. Apps, so that's where we're at at the moment. So I've never really been an iPhone just never fell that way really to be honest yeah I fell into the Android space and just haven't really had a reason to leave it to be honest with you
0: fair enough (laughs) fair enough (laughs) um Ross what's what's your pick you're an Android uh you know guy as well sort of uh, you know uh, through and through
2: using the LG G3 at the moment um quite like it I like the uh the form factor with the the buttons on the back instead of the sides. Uh, that's been, yeah, I've been using that for a fair while now.
0: So how does that, uh, yeah. uh, how does the Xperia M4 sort of, you yeah, know, I feel like in it, terms of size-wise and so on? Because, I mean, it's dramatically, you know, cheaper than, than these flagship phones we've just been discussing, although... Yeah, definitely. It um, doesn't
2: feel like that, though. Like, the form mm. factor on it is nice. It's got a nice weight to it. Um, it's not as boxy or square as previous Sony phones that I've used in the past. Uh, it the, the the screen size is is confusing because there's a lot of white space at the top where the Sony logo is, and uh, down here at the bottom. And I, from what I can tell, there's no physical buttons, so there's a big big empty space at the bottom so the actual screen if it's 4.8 or 5.1 it's very hard to actually tell mm. Um, mm. The, uh, the the volume button's pretty much where your middle finger would normally rest when holding it mm. um, yeah. which may take some getting used to if you're used to using your index finger for most actions Yeah. but in terms of the style and the features it's quite nice, it's a surprisingly flat well it's a completely flat back, I didn't realize that um, yeah, oh, it's nice, I like it it feels nice, mm. it's nice to mm. hold, it's nice to carry
0: yep. Yep. I like it so, you know, I think this, you know, this is um, something we're sort of starting to see more of now, those sort of mid-tier phones that are, that are actually really, really capable. And it's thin. Mm. It's
2: really thin. And that's quite interesting. But in saying that, that's what I like about the Vodafone one that we were just talking about. Because mm. for 150 bucks, if anything happened to your phones, normally a screen and a Digivisor, that's, you know, I, I had a misfortune with my wife's Nexus 5. Well, oh, sorry, my son did he, dropped it down the toilet <laughs> um, but to get it replaced you know we're looking at almost as much as what the Vodafone one was mm, you know for 150 mm. bucks
0: plus installation well so. well, some stores will charge you more than 150 dollars to replace the screen right? yeah I exactly think I've heard of people getting quoted sort of you know three hundred, three hundred dollars well that order. was for the
2: Nexus 5 I got quoted 400 for the LG G3 when I smashed that screen on i 'm usually very good with these things only the last six months i 've had a horrible run of luck with my with my devices Everything until then's been fine but that 's what I love about that Vodafone one because for one hundred and fifty bucks that 's a pretty good backup yeah and and it
0: and in fact for most people it 's probably um yeah know it 's a sort of fun you could you could you could actually, cope, you know, cope cope with using. Uh, yeah, it doesn't have the same, you know, full capabilities
2: as no, as no, but these like, other
0: ones. But if you drop it in the drink or or well, whatever, for, it, for the likes of
2: me that I'm tweeting up a storm, yeah. if I'm doing a you know social stuff at an event, you know, I'd normally be carrying a whole bunch of those different battery booster packs and, and this and that. Mm. I just buy one of them. Yeah, just make a, sure it's on full charge, and then um, yeah, swap the SIM cards over, and then I'm then away. I'm laughing. Mm. It's great. Yep. But yeah, you're right. the the the, the mid tier price bracket is getting much much uh, aesthetically pleasing lately. Mm, this mm. is a really nice looking phone.
1: It is.
0: Now we recently talked about uh, Windows 10. Uh, that's getting very close for uh, for launch now. And I had a look yesterday at the latest uh, uh, sort of pre release build of uh, Win- the, the, the the phone version of Windows 10, yeah. which uh, I think you know they're changing the name of. It's not going to be Windows Phone 10, but it's. Uh, windows 10 for mobiles or something um that's uh, that's starting to look quite good as well so yeah uh, you know um, we should
2: see that f- finished up shortly i am looking forward to that i'm an xbox guy and there's a lot of cross uh platform functionality that's going to be appearing on windows 10 uh you'll be able to play the likes of fable legends from on xbox and uh windows 10 uh, Minecraft just uh, last week or a week and a half ago announced uh, Minecraft Windows 10 Beta mm, so that's really mm. exciting uh, it's got a whole bunch of uh, new functionality that you can't currently do with Minecraft so that's, uh, I'm really looking forward to that and also uh, E3 they announced uh, a lot of functionality around the Oculus Rift partnering with Xbox and uh, Windows 10 you'll be able to stream um, your Xbox games over Windows 10 to your Oculus Rift consumer model which will be great. You you you're actually sitting in a virtual cinema with mm-hmm. uh, your avatar sitting there a, on a couch playing your Xbox games on a massive screen, which will be pretty cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Windows 10. There's a lot of cool stuff coming out for gamers in mm. that regards. Brian, are you uh, are
0: you a Windows user or a Mac user? On you know on your what's your main computer? Yeah,
1: it's 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 Windows. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. And uh, you got a, a you know a, a preference there? Are you seven or? Or 8, or have uh, you avoided 8?
1: I've avoided 8 yeah. through uh, lots of advice. You're in a
0: pretty big camp of people there. <laughs> um, but I'm pretty happy
1: with 7 at the moment. Yeah,
0: because, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, it's going to be interesting to see how Microsoft uh, get on. They've got this, you know, very public goal of uh, getting a, a billion people onto, uh, onto Windows 10 within, uh, what is it, Ross? Is it the first, first two to three years? Yeah, I think Maybe so. Maybe they've left themselves a little bit of a window. If they don't manage yeah. it in two, they've got the third year... Um, up, up their sleeve, but uh, yeah, it looks Excuse like they're you know they're very they're very very close. They're, they'll be finalising that. Or possibly it's already been finalised as as we speak. But uh, sounds like some of their uh, developers will be working some um, some rather rather long nights. There'll be a lot of crunches. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's uh, just about there, and we'll start. Um, when is it?
1: When is the launch? The
0: uh, end of the month. Yep. So uh, the official date 30. is the twenty. 29th of July although what they've said is it's not going to roll out to everyone concurrently so they buy themselves a little bit of time if you know they haven't got anything if there's you know something they haven't got quite right uh then the people that don't get it on the first day the people that get it on this you know a, a few days later uh if there were any issues picked up then they can fix it before all those people get it
2: one thing i just remembered minecraft for windows 10 is free for existing minecraft users which Very is handy. really cool. So if there's any existing Minecraft users or if your kids have got Minecraft and you want to convert to Windows 10, and that's the first question they'll probably be asking, it's free. You don't have to pay anything else to get it. Hmm. Very cool. Um, now, in, interesting,
0: another, uh, another area, well, area of a little bit of um, uh, controversy, actually, is uh, what Spotify have been sort of kicking up a little bit of a stink uh, to do with having to compete with Apple now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we, if we think of, uh, you know, Spotify being, um, you know, in Apple's uh, app store for uh, for iOS, for instance, for the iPhone, um, one of the, I guess, you know, frustrations for, you know, for anyone, you know, selling a subscription service uh, through Apple is that Apple take a 30% uh, cut of that Yeah. Uh, of and that it, service, so right? So
2: this came to light because Spotify emailed their subscribers and very, very clearly stated, "Look, we have to charge this if you've purchased through the Apple Store. However, if you were to cancel and buy direct, it would be ten dollars, not thirteen. And that's where the issue has come about, whether or not. Well, I mean, they can do that technically in terms of telling their customers what you know what the. The, uh, the ins and outs of what their subscriptions would be. But like you said, it does paint that, um, you know, anti-competitiveness p- potentially in terms of that 30% uh, instant hike to subscription-based services. It seems... Uh, well,
0: you, very hard for them to compete with, you know, with, with Apple, certainly in terms of making oh, a exactly. profit,
1: right? Yeah,
2: yeah exactly, because, you know, like you said, you'd have to undercut your entire uh, customer base by that 30% in order to... Aligned with one particular channel that you want to provide your services to which just so happens to be a ridiculously huge channel so it's a between a rock and a hard place really aren't you if you want to um, you know you can't just shun the apple store that would uh well that would be uh, that, would, that would be career suicide really wouldn't it yeah so uh in new zealand yeah, if you go onto the uh,
0: if you go onto the spotify website you can buy spotify for 12.99 uh, New Zealand, as you pay the same uh, the same price for, um, uh, for for Apple Music, and I guess the thing worth pointing out there is actually that makes it pretty competitive based on our exchange rate with the US. We're yeah. getting uh, we're getting what are we getting almost a twenty uh, percent discount now with the the current exchange rate compared to Americans. And mm. you know we always used to uh, yeah used to hear the complaints. Oh, why is it so much more expensive in New Zealand? Well. It's nice when it's swinging the other way, which I guess is yes, good to see. Um, we'll we'll see how long that lasts, but uh, it's good good while it does. Uh, now, Ross, we uh, we had a bit of a sit down and a chit chat with um, the guys from uh, from Twitter last week. Now, we did. Uh, Twitter uh, getting themselves established in New Zealand with an a, an official presence, so it means that they will be uh, you know paying tax in New Zealand and you know, having to report some sort of financial results in the same way that uh, uh, Facebook have done for, uh, for, for a number of years. Yeah, um, we had a, it,
2: was a, it was a really good chat. Uh, they were here to introduce themselves, so to speak, in terms of agencies uh, and to particular users or uh, uh, agencies that would want to use it for the, the newly developed campaigns um, suite, and analytics suite that they're offering within the app, uh, within their services, so to speak. And yeah, it was great. They they gave us a really excellent insight as to where they are, what they've been doing, where they what they want to be doing, and also just providing a, a quick one on one to anyone that is interested in the use of the campaigns functionality within the stock Twitter uh, um, uh, services. It was great. Yeah, we had a really good catch up. Um, really good talk and they um, yeah, showed us a few uh, tips and tricks and gave us some information about what to do on Twitter.
0: So if there are any Twitter fans out there, um, we will be sharing uh, that discussion this week uh, via the New Zealand Digital Podcast, uh, which, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Ross is now... Um, involved in so um, yeah that's that's definitely one worth having a look at and f- you know for those that are wondering what's this New Zealand digital podcast haven't i heard of that before well we uh, we launched it probably um, in the direction of about 2 years ago and uh, it's been on uh, hiatus for a little while uh, but it's back again and it's mostly aimed at those that are involved in the sort of digital and online space whether you know fr- from uh, the perspective of being a sort of a digital uh, startup or involved in um, you know web or or social media gaming those sorts of areas um, but there's going to be a whole mix of content isn't there over the, yeah. over the coming episodes so this was yeah, just if you're
2: a, uh, uh, any interested in any particular type of social activity any particular campaigns or even um, you know uh, particular usages from specific agencies you know, the, the intention uh, will be to you know to have a, a variety of different guests talk about uh, uses of social media the do's and the don'ts and also just start highlighting some um, some local use and uh, people that are doing some really cool stuff picking their brains and, and just getting some insight into some of the cool things you can drive with social media
0: yep and the, and the broader digital space so uh, yeah that should be good so that'll be online uh, this week at nzdigitalpodcast.com uh, now, other topics. Um, Mega uh, having a bit of another uh, bit of another go at uh, at the stock market. Um, oh. This is this is kind of interesting. Uh, you know, of course, you know Kim dot com. Uh, you know, founded uh, Mega, and the um, I guess you know following the demise of MegaUpload.com. And they've actually grown to uh, to quite a reasonable uh, user base. Um, I'm trying to remember what the uh, what the figures were, they were um, they were well up into the millions. That'll that'll I'll find that in a minute. Um, but this is interesting because they tried to uh, they tried to get a, a sort of a, a reverse listing to get onto um, the NZX uh, last year with a reverse takeover and. Uh, that didn't uh, didn't quite sort of pan out, so um, they're they're having a little bit of another uh, another go. So it'll be interesting to see how that uh, how that flies this time.
2: When would we know more about that? Then?
0: Um, in the not too distant future. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just just the details have um, have come through that they've gone through. They've updated their constitution, um, yeah. and they're, they're gearing up. Basically, makes it easier for them to. Um, um, have, yeah, have another go, and yeah, we'll, we'll see what, um, what comes through with that but they filed that new constitution uh, to the company's office on Monday okay. uh, their numbers 18, uh, 18 million registered users now of course they give away uh, 50 gigs worth of free storage so hmm. you know it's really tempting <laughs> yeah. for people compared to well, other, I admit, other services I, from uh,
2: <clears throat> I'm a heavy Dropbox user but I did have to use Mega for a few things when I was uh, sharing a few pretty hefty
1: files mm. to Australia is, is that because Dropbox didn't have the capacity or was just
2: yeah, I I mean, within three videos, I'd hit my max and I was done, and right. uh, it was quite frustrating. Was that a
0: forced max, or were you you, you talking about the free ver- the free I think what you could free do for video. free? Yeah, so the Mega free yeah. versions,
2: I think, is twenty gig, or, right. or something like that. Yeah, yeah,
0: I think fifty gig is their latest uh, amount, and then you know we've got there are there are ways to get uh, to get more. So yes, yeah, so I
2: begrudgingly signed up with Mega to. I think it was like a seven gig video that I had to send over and. It was a bit of a frustrating thing, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the user interface and the functionality and everything was actually quite nice.
0: Yep, and it's all all kept encrypted. So yeah, are you interested in? Uh, do you use any sort of personal cloud services at well, all? Yeah, fine?
1: Dropbox. I mean, we use drop. have yeah. been using Dropbox for a long time now, and pretty much do all the all my business in Dropbox and use Gmail. For business emails and that's it, really. Can get you out just about anything you want from those two <laughs> platforms these days. <laughs> well, I guess it's the
0: encryption that Mega have, you know, have played on being their uh, they're unique. But of course, you know, they have 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 run a little bit um, uh, foul of things, and uh, yeah, PayPal ended up uh, stopping processing their uh, you know payments for uh, for Mega subscriptions, which. Yeah, that sort of thing just just makes life uh, more a, difficult. A little for bit difficult, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and when you don't have PayPal and when the credit card companies and so on don't want to work with you, it uh, yeah, it sometimes uh, limits you, doesn't it? Well, yeah. I would imagine it would do. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll keep a watch on uh, on what happens with that, and yeah, it would be it will be curious to see you know, whether they do actually end up as a listed company and, uh, and what they end up, you know, what the, what the market sort of feels that they're, uh, they're actually worth. Um, now, Ross, we were chatting earlier about uh, Google Deep Dream. Yeah, can you give, us, can you give, give a us sort of, of a, fun,
2: a, a, a semi-simple explanation on, uh, on what Deep Dream is? I'll try my best. Uh, I will probably get this horribly wrong, and any developer listening will probably cringe at how I'm trying, going to try and explain this. But Google Deep Dream has been a result of uh, the, uh, the coding and what they use with their Google image searching. So uh, nowadays with Google image searching, it's not just looking at metadata and, and, and tags, it's, it's actually analyzing the pixels to, and referencing it to a ridiculous data source to determine what it's looking at. I mean, if you want to see just as a, I mean, this is a very simple thing to show as an example, but if you were to Google image search a red frog or a green frog, you'll just see just how incredibly accurate this is, or a photo of a dog as opposed to a photo. The, uh, the amount of extrapolation it needs to do to, to actually determine if what it's looking at is a photo of something uh, instead of something is quite a complicated process. So there's a multiple neurons, uh, these sort or of layers or neurons, or whatever you want to call it, that would be looking at specific information on a micro level, building it up so it can determine that it's a set of pixels, it's black, it's a pore, it looks like it's a leg. That's a uh, an ear. That's a fang. Oh, look, it's a dog, and, and so on and so on. So, what Deep Dream has done is, um, uh, let's have a look to see how can I explain it. It will find features of tiny bits and pieces compared to da- the data sources. Not comparing, but the, the the data sources will enable it to learn. What to compare it to, so it will know that this is a dog and that is not a dog. But Deep Dream, in the source code that they've put out, has been able to—you can manipulate it and compare it to specific data sources. And what that essentially does is it just turns the photos into haywire because not only is it trying to identify specific components, it's then um, putting those components into the photo um, so that it's assuming what it's looking at and then. Uh, Filling in the gaps, so to speak, and then actually applying that information into the photo, which has got completely terrifying results. So I ran my photo, my profile photo through it, and all of a sudden I had like 17 eyes on my face because it recognized eyes and started putting eyes in areas of the photo where... The, uh, the the system was assuming that that looks like an eye, so we're going to make it an eye. My hair turned into a flock of birds. The birds had birds on their beaks. There was a slug floating in the background of the photo. It was... Completely terrifying. It's, I it's, guess
0: this is something that can be controlled uh, programmatically. Sort of, you know, it had been, I guess, set to deliberately sort of, you know, mess things up. I'm sure it. Didn't, yeah, that's it. I didn't no. actually think that your cheek was was your eye. No, and, no, no, that's and what and I mean.
2: It's the core functionality is based on like the uh, to really see this uh, the, the, this in action effectively is to look at how Google Plus uh, uh, organizes the photos, so it can organize photos in terms of beaches. Uh, portraits photos of me photos of dogs photos of this and that and automatically tags them without having to rely on metadata or or, or tags Mm, it's just mm. it's a very powerful system that will just be able to assume what it's looking at now unfortunately there's been a disastrous result that was recently highlighted in terms of uh, an african-american man who uh, this system uh, unfortunately organized and tagged all the photos of himself as a gorilla which was a horrible situation and Google completely, you know, apologised very, very quickly. Well, it's, you
0: know, the technology's not perfect, is it? And no, there'll be, there'll and be scenarios under, under which it doesn't get stuff. And that outline. was just a
2: byproduct of the fact that it was such a wide data set that it was looking at. Uh, you know, uh, re- what it should have done is actually been a little bit tweaked to recognise faces and smiles and, and, mm. and, and it's, it automatically assign them to humans, which it, it didn't do. It just, you know, looked at absolutely everything and anything but the Google deep dream and if you go onto Twitter or
0: no, I'm just looking back to the one where it's you know recognise somebody wrongly I, I yeah. guess that's where we're, where we're worried about sort of robots of the future that are, you know <laughs> we, we, we hand over a responsibility <laughs> uh, you know to a, to a robot to a computer to you know analyse a situation and act accordingly well, and you know let, let's say that sees you as something that you're not yeah. and doesn't like what you're doing uh, you know how, how,
2: well, should we be worried well this is what's fascinating about deep dream so yeah. if you go onto instagram or twitter and look yep. at the hashtag deep dream yep. this is effectively the output of a uh a, a, i don't want to say ai but it's the, the output mm. of a google mm. image that's filling in the gaps of the data mm. sets that it has yeah so some of them are mesmerizing some of them are beautiful some of them like mine were completely disgusting uh, it was really interesting um there are a few it's very early. I had to get a developer at work to help me do it. The source code and everything's on Bithub if you want to check it out. There are certain type of friendly user interfaces that are being created. We just found one online, but it's going to take 24 hours to process. I'm sure someone's going to wrap it up in a nice, neat package so can, people can play with it a little bit faster and easier. But uh, another great example of it is someone took a clip of Fear and Loving in Las Vegas, did Deep Dream on t- each of the 25 frames per second to create one of the scenes uh i think was when he's in the uh uh, the public bathroom taking drugs of some sort and then all of us you know using deep dream his face is constantly contorting into different faces of animals and birds and rabbits it's completely terrifying it's a really cool tool i'm having a lot of fun with it yeah fascinating now um brian i want to hear a little bit more
0: about
1: uh urban sherpa
0: yeah, well, as I've
1: been listening, a lot of this is over my head because I'm not really a tech geek, as I would say, but but um, I, I can definitely speak about Urban Sherpa. <laughs> so let's hope that that's sort of also a contribution to uh, to your show.
0: <laughs> Great. Well, it
1: was, first of all, you know,
0: when did you come up with you know the original uh, you know your original thoughts around Urban Sherpa, and then you know how how's it got from there to um, you know to your to your recent launch? I think you launched recently while I was in the. In the US, and I, I came back you to find came that. You um, especially came back
1: to, to come and try um, that, and make the launch, and you <laughs> you realised it had been done already. Yeah, so so yeah, to fill it, yeah. fill us in. Um, well, well, I had the had the idea some time back, and um, it was going to be called Home Run, and essentially was a simple process of. Um, picking up goods or buying things on other people's behalf. Mm. You were Um, saying
0: this was over a decade
1: ago. Yeah, it was quite a while ago actually. Mm. Um, In those days uh, there was the companies like Webvan and Cosmo who were doing this space uh, doing things in this on-demand space and sort of um, getting a lot of investment money and um, they were building big warehouses as Amazon are doing today and um, dispatching goods from the warehouses and then of course they had the the crash in two thousand, and then all those companies lost an awful lot of money, and a lot of investment money was lost as well. Yeah. So everything sort of died. And um, I don't think. And then I recently saw, uh, maybe three years ago, Postmates in New York, a company that started doing this on-demand pickup, drop-off, and but yet it did it from a very tech platform uh, and apps, and the mobile technology was ready to to um, to be able to service this demand. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they used also interestingly which sort of caught my attention was no longer was there any warehouse involved mm. um, the city became the warehouse and the stores became the actual warehouses themselves so that whole model of filling warehouses and then dispatching them and trying to fulfill that sort of last mile of delivery um, changed and now people could get things a lot quicker Um into their hands sort of aware's mm. and and in fact Amazon are doing this right now they are actually looking at buying up old um i think it's uh, petrol stations gas stations in America and using them as uh, distribution points all oh, right so that they can actually get these um things you know products to you quicker so they're looking at that model now as well to speed up because that's always been their challenge is that last mile of delivery how do we fulfill it how do we get it going quicker yeah so um That's how I got the inspiration, really. I was working as a country manager for uh, the RICS, which is sort of a chartered surveying company. And um, I thought, well, if they can do it, I'm going to put it into practice. I found actually a a university lecturer, uh, Auckland Uni lecturer, uh, in computer sciences and I said I just found her online and I said uh, do you want to build something for me um, that we can sort of at least go and show investors and so I said I can pay you in two ways, one is I can give you some cash but on the other way I can give you some shares in this company so that's how we started it and they eventually built something we could actually show people and show investors and then um, it went from there.
0: Yeah, great. So um, getting a startup off
1: the ground requires a, a bit of money. You've had some yep. a, initial sort of seed funding. We have, yes. We, we had an um, initial seed round. Just, it's under a million dollars. And um, that sort of helped us build the platform because what I had was not an elegant solution that could scale. Um, it, it, we had to build it from, all sc- from scratch now. So um, that's all being built. Um, we're very close to having it all done. Um, the facility at the moment we have is a web app. Um, we're building both for Android and for iPhone, the apps, which will, which is in review at the moment, and hopefully will be launched and ready to go on the 20th of this month.
0: Um, and no doubt Microsoft will be listening in and will be uh, <laughs> wanting
1: wanting you to launch a uh, Windows phone version too. We are. Yeah. That's okay. yes, great. We yeah. absolutely are. Cool. And uh, we want to just get the first two out the way, so Windows will be next as well. Um, and... Um, yeah, we're really excited about where we're going. I have a lot of people really interested at the moment. Uh, and I think we have about 700 people signed up. Um, it includes an older list of people who've already sort of landed on the page and just sort of gave their email address. But I think in the last three weeks, we've had about 450 people sign up and register and nice. use it. <laughs> That's that's good. Well, we tried it out uh, earlier. Now
0: we, we hit a couple of little, yep. um, a couple of little uh, glitches, which, are, you know, I guess that's part of the process for you guys as uh, you know dealing with with the challenges of actually dropping real users on after you've developed, uh, yep. you know, developed sort of something without customers. Uh, yep. So how how painful has that process been of just getting <laughs> first through the
1: first few weeks working out what works what doesn't and so on yeah it's been up till every night 12 o'clock with the developers to be honest with you and that's every night and about 50 to 100 emails back and forth Um, but it was very interesting to sit back on this end of the table and as you went through the process yourself to see what your experience was because it's fundamentally important to me that the experience is really easy and really cool and um, there were a couple of hitches um, and um, one or two which I didn't realize you know existed so much so that we can you know but they luckily they aren't bigger they aren't that big we can't overcome them so mm. it's not it's not a um it's not as bad as I thought it could be yeah <laughs> Um, so, but the bottom well, line in- is that you got your burgers, and yeah, it's really so we, 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 yeah, that was, was pretty quick, wasn't it, Ross? Yeah, we tested
2: it by getting a uh, Macca's delivery. Uh, so we got a cheeseburger combo, we didn't stipulate the drinks, so the uh, the guy actually got back in contact with us to, to ask us what drink we actually wanted. I thought that was pretty and quick. what size combo, that and Ross what size wanted. combo, because we didn't yeah. stipulate that either. Sure. Uh, so yeah, it was a lot of great communication, and it was, yeah, we came to our door pretty quickly. Um, what was the original? estimate it was it was with, supposed to be within an hour and it was certainly well well within the well hour within that um, and, uh, yeah there was the old uh, put the john hancock digitally on the smartphone when it arrived and there was a discrepancy with the original quote and the amount that we actually were going to pay was smaller but that all got taken care of didn't it
0: and, yeah yeah, yeah it very seamless so interestingly when i was in the u.s there are uh, a couple of services uh doordash and uh postmates were available in uh in silicon valley where i was and very late one night, in fact it was... I don't know, we must have started talking about it about 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, that, oh, let's try out this service. And, um, yeah, no one in the room and it, um, had had try, tried it out. So, uh, you know, eventually got through and went to try it out, and then it fell over because of my credit card not being an American one. <laughs> so uh, one of the other guys sort of started down the track and, you know, eventually sort of got to the point he was about to place an order. And, you know, and, and then I said, you know, actually it's about 3 o'clock in the morning now. If You know, if this takes an hour to arrive, uh, I'm not really going to be keen for a, you know a coffee or whatever it was yeah. at uh, at four o'clock in the morning, so nope. we ended up uh, you know can- cancelling it. Um, but yeah, there, there were you know even with some of these big US services that are very very well funded. Yeah, uh, you know, some of them have their challenges. One of the other services that I've tried out, uh, we tried Curbside that actually worked reasonably well. Uh, Get Around was um, another one, which was peer to peer car sharing uh, service. And I met, met the guys from Around, and um, when I went through, I think it was their web interface to to try and do it, there were some hoops to jump through around having a New Zealand licence, and the web interface wasn't geared up for it at all, it just basically stopped. Right. Uh, whereas, you know, when I got back and I actually tried the, um, uh, tried to finish off the process... From um, from my phone uh, using the app uh, that was a little bit smarter, but still you know not as not as good as what it, what it could have been. So yeah. um, you know you're not you're not the only one uh, <laughs> in this boat, Brian. With, with you know with having yeah. the, having the few yeah. challenges as you uh, you know develop these things.
2: Now I put yeah. up a picture on Instagram of the uh, delivery guy delivering our Macas and I don't know if this is an indication of my friends or my quality of friends, but the very first question I got was, do they do booze? <laughs>
1: And that's a good question, and um, I, have, I suppose you've all heard the story recently of Quenched, mm, mm. that uh, it's a new online delivery service that launched two weeks ago, and their primary service is deliver booze. Right, and they openly came out saying we will deliver happiness to your door. We will <laughs> make life easier for you. We'll, and of course, I, my my feeling is that they came across too strongly. That and, is a pretty strong... And they were thing. shut down really quickly, and they yeah. got a lot of backlash. Now, there are companies delivering booze all the time. Mm. Um, there's delivery happening all the time of booze between customers and different companies as well. Like courier and so on. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. So I just think, in that case, you maybe should have toned it down a bit. I mean, there are, there are apps in, in, in America that deliver um, marijuana, yeah. Um, and I just got a recently 10 million I can't remember the name yeah there was
2: a um, there was a a Wired article of a, uh, a service called um, oh it was a text message based delivery service and they they did a video review of it yeah. and uh, they did that so they they started off really bland I want a burrito and the guy was texting back and forth for, for burrito and then they got really difficult with a Mexican Lucha Libre Mexican mask and the guy was texting in the store saying I found a store that does it but it's not authentic is that okay He even got him to go into a fashion store to try on a jacket that he was thinking of buying. So, he paid him for his time and effort to go try it on and take a selfie and send it to him. But then they started, they did test him. And they were like, well, can you pick us up some weed? And I've got a medicinal medical card. So, um, they went to the store. He took a photo of it, sent it through, sent it into the shop. Said, look, these are the hoops that we have to jump through in order to do it. It was all above board and legal. Uh, And apparently, there is a loophole where, you know, you can have a courier pick that stuff up for you, provided you've got a, uh, I don't want to say a prescription, oh yeah, no, it's a prescription, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, med- yeah. It's a medical thing, mm, so yeah. yeah, they certainly have that office, you know, ability
1: in America Yeah, and then, look, to be honest with you um, our, our um, Urban Sherpas will take a photograph of your ID um, the, the The reality is that we don't do the purchasing, we haven't, we haven't been asked to purchase booze yet, um, we just pick it up and drop it from the store to the customer but we did um, deliver a keg last Friday. Yeah, okay. It Uh, it was actually a... It was a barbecue. It was, at a, it was one of these uh, sports clubs. Yeah. And we did the, uh, delivered a keg and a couple of gas bottles. And do those fit on the back of the, um, the guy's bicycle? What are, well, I mean, what, what are your delivery vehicles? Yeah, good question. So you're probably <laughs> ask, how do we get a keg and two gas bottles on a bicycle? Well, we do. <laughs> and <Wow>. we, have, <laughs> we have a thing called a bullet. And it's, uh, it's called the Blue Boy, Bluebird Bullet. Um, and it's imported from Denmark. And what this does is actually one of a really cool-looking bike. And it is a bicycle. I mean, it's only got two wheels, and um, it can carry you know not only the the, the driver, the, the rider, but also a hundred hundred kilograms worth of of um, cargo as well. And it can go uphill, um, we haven't tested it fully yet, but it can go up a reasonably steep hill at forty five kilometers an hour without peddling.
2: Yeah, I saw the um I saw the the, the videos on the Twitter Yeah. I was at Urban Sherper underscore N Z and that flies. Yeah. Like I saw the test that he was doing in the car park.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it looked really cool. Yeah, he was sort of he was sort of doing his pl- he was planking actually on the, yeah, on the seat cool. <laughs> yeah. and showing and people was looking how is this thing flying by this bicycle with no one pedaling on it so yes we do we, we will we will um, deliver these things you know yeah. we will deliver booze of course we'll have to take a photograph of your ID and we preferably need to match the ID with the credit card used to purchase of course, yeah. and then it's all good so yeah there's no problem with that it's just you know we've got to do it correctly and there'll be terms and conditions around you know regulated yeah. goods I mean, so what's the So you, you download the app yeah, you put yeah. in your credit card details
2: yeah. and
1: uh, set an account and then you're good to go yeah good to go in fact you don't even have to add your details to, you can you just put your, your name and your number uh, you say your name you've and your your uh, email address, and you're good to go, you can create account when um, that's it, you can either choose to keep your credit card stored like Uber does, yeah, so you can jump in and out as you go and you wouldn't have to worry about you know your process of purchasing and it'll all be stored in the ur- the ship. urban we will just go through the process or you can choose elect not to have your yeah. details stored there so what type of things have people been? good question uh, we've had a range of things um, one of the one of the interesting ones. Was uh, yeah, message at 3 o'clock. And this was, I think it was last week that we had a really cold spell in Auckland. It was really cold. And he he, he set up an order and said, Oh, I'm at work and um, this is my house. So when I arrive back at home, um, please drop off that uh, 15 kilograms of wood on my porch. Oh, nice. Um, we had a last Saturday, they were running, doing a barbecue or, and uh, they ran out of coal. Sent us to go and pick up 20 kilograms of coal at my to 10. Um, we've been asked to um, drop off various denominations of money yeah um, we were dropping off that's a, right you were saying earlier You they asked you they sent you the money yeah they put the money into the Urban Sherpa platform yep um, so you could draw it out so we could draw it out and we could go and deliver it to a mate of his who wanted <laughs> certain denominations
0: <laughs> so had, had, you know do you fall into that uh, risk, which I guess couriers fall into as well, of uh, arranging drug deals or being part of a uh, you know yeah. unknown part of a drug deal if you're not careful?
1: Yeah, we'd we obviously have to be very conscious of that, and um, we we obviously have lawyers who set up our terms and conditions and what we can, what we can, so what's considered regulated goods and what's not. Yeah, but I think I've heard, and I don't know the facts of this, but if you're just transporting something and you're not aware of its contents. And you're not allowed to really, obviously, open the open the box and scratch around and say, well, "Have you got drugs in you yeah. I'm actually not quite sure around how that will work because. Well, I
0: guess you guys aren't offering to uh, to uh, do deliveries up to Bali
2: or anything like that, no, are you? No,
0: we are not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, no well, boogie well, boards or anything. Probably, probably very wise. Yeah, yeah.
2: So. I think you'd be right. Like I used to do commercial uh, insurance, and I know there's some type of um, carrier's liability yeah. that covers you in terms of indemnity value of items yep. or what have you, which I'm sure is everything's all above board.
1: And yeah, no yeah. yeah. Uh, our lawyers have been spent quite a lot of time sorting out our terms of. Conditions. Ah, that's good. Mm. So, um, and how we can and can't transport things. So, yeah, it's been an interesting journey, and I'm glad people are using it like they are because it's showing me that um, we are seeing as an alternative um, to to a courier because at the moment we're not really, we're not an alternative in people's minds yet. We know you know we don't think of urban shipping now when you think of moving things around the city really quickly. No, and
2: these type of things are uh, these errands are what normally what you would associate with a courier service anyway, yeah. you know, like the fact we just got McDonald's delivered in an yeah. hour. That was that's that's not yeah. something I would normally think that I could potentially do with any provider.
1: No, and, and the reality is that that is true. I um, when you think of courier, you think of document moving from office to office generally, yeah. don't you? Whereas we're not that. We're more of a pick up, if you think about it. Yeah. You know, pick up, purchase, and or we can do the simple courier d- uh, run as well. Um, so, look, we, we're opening the city. We're opening the options of what you can can get moved around the city. We're hoping to also support retailers and help them move their products around easier. We have been talking to some big brands about partnering and getting some of that free favorite takeaways and others to your door but we'll, we'll, we'll reveal that in due course. Yeah. Well, we've heard
0: of that in the US haven't we with, with Postmates that you know they've done they've got hookups with the likes of you know Apple deliver yeah. something from the Apple store. Starbucks. Or,
1: yeah. The big um, challenge they said if we can if we can their partnership with Starbucks is if we can deliver coffee on demand we can deliver anything so yeah, uh, I think my lunches are going to get a lot easier now <laughs> yeah and the nice thing is your first experience is free so give it a go you know I mean you just you, you get your you register and you get an email with a code that code you can use once and your, your experience is free so yeah. and you can refer a mate and they, and yeah they you refer it. a mate and then you get the mate gets it free and you get the then your next one free as well cool no harm in giving it a go
2: yeah mm, mm.
0: All right that's good um, we'll, we'll probably put a uh, referral code up on the NZtechpodcast, uh, com website now um, what else can we uh, well that's probably actually just about us for this episode um, Now Ross where do people track you down uh, where do people track you down online uh,
2: I am at my Twitter account uh, if you just go rossmcd.com, rossmcd.com. com. Uh, I'm on Twitter all the time. I've just started uh, blogging on uh, nzblokes.co.nz as well, putting a few tech articles on there. And, uh, yeah, obviously the uh, the digital podcast that will be coming out soon as well. Check out the conversation we had with Twitter uh, Twitter Australia. Mm. That's great.
1: And um, Brian? Um, Pretty much um, urbansherpa.co.nz. Excellent. Um, Twitter, urbansherpa underscore nz. Yep. Uh, You'll find us there. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, that's great! Well, thank you
0: for both for uh, for joining us on the show. Uh, you can track me down at Paul Spain on Twitter, uh, and you can see more podcasts at podcasts.co.nz. Uh, there's a couple of upcoming ones there that are uh, that are now listed, which you can uh, you can get on the mailing list if you want to find out about those. And uh, you'll see that list sort of start to um, start to grow a little, a little bit quicker probably uh, this half of the year um, than it has done previously. So thanks, everyone, for joining us. We'll catch you again next week for the next episode. All right, see you then. Okay. Thanks very much. Cheers. See you. The New Zealand Tech Podcast. Brought to you by Gorilla Technology. Proactive and strategic IT.